0: Behind closed doors. This is Beer Movies. I'm Jason. I'm Michael. Michael, what are we
1: discussing today? Today we are discussing 1982's "Q: The Winged Serpent," directed by Larry Cohen, a god of the B movie world. Absolutely. What are we drinking with this rascal?
0: Today we're drinking Q. By Ogo Pogo Brewing in San Gabriel. My neck of the woods. Barrel-aged stout, 13%. And they're sponsoring us.
1: They are. And they're sponsoring us with a heavy beer, boy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Aged in Woodford Reserve. Single malt whiskey barrels, I believe. That And Heaven Hill barrels. Brewed with the ancient golden waters of, is it Lake Parim? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? This is a stout. And whiskey barrels.
0: It smells like cho- like a chocolate souffle.
1: Chocolate and prunes. Oh, yeah. There's like, I've had this before. We went there. I reached out to them. Super cool spot. Ogopogo is a cryptid. So one of those mythical creatures. And the majority of this brewery's beers are named after cryptids. Nice. It's cool. They're, the artwork is amazing. The can work. You got Sasquatch kind of roaming through here. There's a, a band called... The one and only people mover. Look them up. They dress up as like the Yeti and
0: a bottle snowman. Yeah. watch
1: This thing, I love it. This is ridiculously good. But you know how sometimes we talk about beers that hide their booziness? No. No. On the nose. On the nose. You go, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. This <laughs> thing showed up to party. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you drink it and, and you're like, Whoa. Whoa. I'm in the deep end of the pool. Yeah. I just think I saw Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. It's great though. Cheers. Cheers. It's thick. It's rich. Thank you. Oga oh, thank you guys. I, it was fun. That's a cool spot. They're closer to you than they are to me. Absolutely. Um, I like it. We trucked out there, had a great time, nice. uh, hung out with the owner, drank beer. You know, it's always great. I drive there. Jane drives back. Works out, Works out awesome <laughs> for Let everyone. We have a really good time, you know? So, no, it's cool. Um, I, I got lots of pictures you guys saw. I put, it, put them out there. And I will tell you, this is one of the few times where the beer dictated the movie. Yeah, it's your well, Because I saw they had a beer called Q. And I went, oh, my God. I'm putting Q the Winged Serpent on. It makes sense. Yeah. And you knew this movie before.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've I, seen this, this is a movie. cool movie. It is.
1: I like it. I know well, you laugh and I'm not I'm never quite sure no, where you're no. at.
0: I, like this is a movie where if you came in at almost any point mid movie, you'd be hard pressed to actually figure out that this wasn't like some hard-boiled 70s detective movie or a film noir a, a, a film a five-time loser jimmy quinn trying to make
1: good it's or, so a, horror or a horror with movie with a giant pterodactyl type thing yeah. flying around new york no it is and i think that's almost that's the genius of larry cohen yeah. people always associate him with like you know schlocky b movies and Uncle stuff
0: sam it's a lie yeah the stuff I, maniac cop
1: he had a great it's a great career absolutely f- wonderful career and he wrote great stuff yeah the stuff is great. It is. It's cool. It's alive. It's cool. Because there there's always this underlying critique of our society. It's yes. super smart.
0: Also, you have these two cops.
1: Are they partners? I we never know.
0: But you have Kane from Kung Fu and John Schaff teaming up solving a pterodactyl crime.
1: <laughs> it's so awesome. And Michael Moriarty and I mean in a fantastic performance. He's a good actor. This is just such a great piece of work. He levels this up the next level because of his acting. People will watch this now and go like, oh my God, these special effects are so cheesy. They're actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah. for that time period, they were good.
1: Yeah. That's kind of where the money went. So anyway, what we have, we've got a couple things going on real quick. The plot is there's a giant pterodactyl type bird that's nesting in the Chrysler building, and it's going out eating people in Manhattan. And there are ritual killings Going on related to the bird, possibly. We're never 100% sure on
0: that. I think the link would be the ritualistic killings
1: are bringing the bird, bringing the
0: bird back. It's supposed to be an Aztec god. Yeah. And there is these deep but, discussions about gods and killing gods. and like, Yeah. It's better to have, better not to define it as a god because it's easier to kill something that we call a monster.
1: Exactly. Basically. My argument against that would be like if you're bringing the god back, this god has a nest with an egg, so it's been there a while. And you guys just started calling it back, so you called back the god with the nest and the egg. But you also have this getaway driver. Five-time loser. Five-time loser. Jimmy Quinn. Yeah. Nice Irish name. Yeah. James Quinn. I bet his middle name was Michael. James <laughs> Michael Quinn. He was probably born with a boot in his butt. He yeah. just never had a, never got a break. Ratso Rizzo yeah. from Midnight Cowboy. Absolutely. Just he, that loser.
0: No responsibility in his life for the actions he's taken, but he wants to, at one moment in the sun, to be a big man. He just wants that and one moment. And you see what happens. Yeah. When he
1: gets just a little bit, you go, oh, you you aren't deserving no. any power. I will say the Foley. <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when, whenever this thing eats something. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, it just basically sounds like <laughs> you're eating carrot sticks. So, and, and we get it right off the bat because we open with some cool, There's the camera work in this is very cool. I refer we,
0: it to it as the Q-cam. <laughs> it's the Q-cam.
1: The camera is in constant motion when you watch. It's yeah. always moving around. It's very cool. Yeah, we get the Q cam, but, and then we get a window washer who apparently washes this one window all the time because he wants to see this attractive lady. Yeah.
0: That looks really unsafe way to wash a window. But apparently that guy, real window washer.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. I can't think of any way that's safe to be washing those windows. I really don't. Not a job for me. Yeah. I've seen people <laughs> do it. And it almost gives me anxiety yeah. to like watch somebody up on a thing, you know, and back then it wasn't, they didn't have quite the safety thing no. as well. He
0: just like literally has a belt.
1: Yeah. And he's, <laughs> and he thinks, Oh, I'm, I'm checking you out. And she's like, Oh, you you again. And then all of a sudden you just hear a carrot stick being yeah. bit and it bite This is one of the weird things. Sometimes it just bites your head off. Hey,
0: that happens. It's not food, I <laughs> no. guess.
1: I don't know what, it, what's going on there.
0: Sometimes it brings the bodies back. I mean, it's, let, yeah. let's not delve into. Some... <laughs> <laughs> but the head, this causes the first time we see our dynamic duo of John Shaft and Kane, <laughs> the Shepherd K- and Powell. Shepherd and Powell, Carradine, Shepherd, <laughs> Richard Roundtree, Powell. Oddly enough, that scene, Empire State Building. The whole rest of the movie focused on the Chrysler Building. But They only found part of the body and they're trying to figure out, like, well, how did this head come off? And they're like, yeah, you know, window fell on him.
1: But there's no windows missing, yeah, you know, and where's the head? Maybe it got caught in something. And they seem very
0: nonchalant about this, yeah,
1: just that world weary, you know, seen everything. We're cops in New York, we've seen some weird crap,
0: and there's a gruesome discussion about decapitation. With and there's a great (laughs) transition because the next scene. Is at a restaurant where someone's carving a yeah, duck for great. lunch at a Chinese restaurant,
1: and it's some gangsters. It's, it's like that. It's that Reservoir Dogs moment. It's yeah. like some gangsters talking gangster stuff. There's a there's a heist, and they brought in Jimmy Quinn, yep. and he's a getaway driver. And he, and he right off the bat, they're they're like, hey, he's hogging all the food. Yeah. This guy's just a, just a he's kind of a scumbag. But no, yet there's something
0: no, about your character he likes because Michael Morarty does such he a sells great it.
1: job. He really sells it, and he goes, here's the deal. I'm the getaway driver. That's what I do. And my cut's 20%. And they just laugh at that. They go like, You're, what is his cut? Like five, 12, 12, give him 12%. 12. Yeah. And, and he goes on about, you know, oh, I'll go find other work. They're like, yeah, where? They know him. Everybody sees through this guy. Everyone shoves this guy around throughout the movie.
0: And this movie is fast paced. It gets into the action fast and it keeps moving. Because then we're back to the detectives and we're in another room where there's a flayed body in a hotel room. They're like peeled like an orange and they're trying to figure out all of a sudden they have a
1: decapitated body, now flayed body. What's going on? Apparently two things about this guy. He said, I'm going to go to a museum. A thousand
0: miles away from his house.
1: Yeah. And he bought an issue of Q magazine. (laughs) It's pretty
0: great. And once again, that scene jumps to another scene where we see, I think the actress name is Bobby Burns and she is going to lay out on the, the top of a building. The
1: obligatory boob shot. Yes.
0: This is an R-rated movie.
1: Of course, there's a peeper. The skyscraper next door, there's a guy peeping her. And he's excited that he gets to see boobs. So he he, like, he, he high-fives himself. What, like, you know, yeah. What does he 10-year-old mean? He high-fives himself.
0: And you have that cue cam, and you have the ominous music, and, yep, she's pulled away by... No,
1: first he is. Does but, it, doesn't it bite his head off or not?
0: I don't think so. I think it comes down from... For
1: her. No, the peeper gets his head bit off, and then it goes and gets her. Really?
0: I mean, there's a lot of head biting going on.
1: There's a <laughs> shitload of,
0: of, of crunch.
1: And and you're right, though. It's like this ominous music. And then raining blood and body parts from the sky. People are freaking out. Blood what? coming down on you. Larry Cohen also did God Told Me To, right? I believe so. Yeah, and there was something about that. Like, I watched that when I was a kid, but there was something about that, that New York and, like, people being all freaked out in the streets, like you're raining blood down. And it previews something Shepard says later because everyone looks up. They're like, where is this blood coming from? And it's the sun. This thing is using the sun to disguise itself.
0: Next, we jump to Jimmy Quinn walks into a restaurant. Actually, well, it's not a
1: restaurant. It's a bar. It's a bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Try to plus it up a bit, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not you're jazzing up. Squat. And cl- clearly,
0: his girlfriend who's played by the actress' name is Candy Clark. Yep. Great actress. He is going to audition for the piano job there. Here's a strange thing NPR, Michael Moriarty, when he did an interview, talks about this scene. He is a professional jazz pianist, and this was all improvised by him.
1: Larry Cohn put this in because he found out he yeah. writes and plays.
0: And so he plays this, like, scat jazz song. And then we have the first crossover where
1: Shepard walks in. Drinking on the job.
0: Uh, hey, man. You know, you got a stressful job. You got
1: ritualistic 19, suicide, I, blood I, raining I, on your city. I ain't judging. You got headless, you, got headless, you know, corpses that yeah. you can't find the head.
0: Cats and dogs um, living I, I got, I got to be,
1: You know, I got to think that your boss is going to say something to you about, did you find the head? Yeah. And you know, I don't know where the head is. And you're going to hear about that for a while.
0: Oh, interesting. For all buddy cop movies... The captain and the commissioner are like completely play against type. They're like the nicest people. <laughs>
1: well, the commissioner is is, is Irish, yeah. <laughs> which I know like Quinn, there's a lot of Irish Americans in yeah. New York. This guy's Irish. There, like, there's an accent. Like,
0: <laughs> <I don't. laughs> but anyways, you could tell the bartender or the owner is going to be very passive and not say, listen, that's not that type of music we want to play here. He just goes over and turns on the jukebox. Yeah, and basically, well, it's well, the end of Quinn's. It's a
1: half-assed audition. Yeah. Like, like he tanked it. Oh yeah, you know? no, because he does. He just like doodle, doodle, he's doodling yeah. and just started doing the scat thing. And meanwhile, you know, David Carradine's like, you know, I'm kind of digging this.
0: You know, I and like and this. it's the part where like you need, see Quinn. He's not going to take positive or negative statements. From him. it doesn't matter. Every, thinks everybody's against him because when Carradine says like, Hey, I actually enjoyed it. He's like, well, what the F do you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, and that, what you, actual, why would you say to someone who's quote. like
0: saying like, Hey, I actually like your stuff. And you're like, you're going to yeah. mouth off back
1: to them. I think Quinn at that moment, he goes, I've got the big deal coming. Yeah. I've got, so I don't even need this. Like his girlfriend set up this audition. I get yeah. the impression she kind of said, Hey, Come do this. And he went, and he, I don't care. Yeah. She's she, trying to fix it. I've got this big get. Yeah, yeah. she has that classic. She has that classic. We don't have to get into some of it, but there's some stuff in this movie. You look back and you go, that ain't happening now. There's some language. There's some stuff yeah. that they He's just the had. and the a, casually yeah, like, like. Yeah, and like, she keeps bringing them back. And anyway, so they do the robbery.
0: Ooh, that's like Reservoir Dog bad. Oh, robbery and Jason. At okay. Neil Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Intentionally done. Cheers. Intentionally done. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I mean,
1: Larry Cohen's just awesome. <laughs>
0: he is. Check out his other movies. They're they're all good. They
1: are. I, I, I feel like it would have been fun to hang out with this guy because he was a, he's a smart yeah. writer. Yeah.
0: And we know him from all the b horror movies, but even the 60s, he had his first career was like, he wrote and created tons of 60 TV shows, including The Invaders for Quinn Martin. He'll so, show up on the show again. If he doesn't, we're doing this <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so the job.
1: Okay, Jason, I got to tell you, these crooks... I don't care how much you hate Jimmy Quinn. When you're doing a job like that, you go, the getaway driver, they take the keys from the getaway driver, they force a gun on them and they go, you have to come in. If this was Reservoir Dogs yeah. and it was the guy running it, you go, you did everything wrong because the getaway driver serves a purpose, yep. whether you like the guy or not. Yeah. And you only ch-
0: project managed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they go in and everything goes sideways. Jimmy Quinn is the only one who comes out and he proceeds to F it up because he's got the jewels. And he doesn't have the keys, though. Yeah, because they took him. Yeah. Dumb. And then he runs into a cab, loses his briefcase. But he has a lawyer. This guy, is scummy as he is, as big of a loser as he is, he's got a lawyer in the Chrysler building yeah. who he calls and says, you know, it's Jimmy Quinn. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Howard Price. Is- so he's like, he's like I'm going to go there. But dude ain't there, so he ends up, for whatever reason, I don't know how this all happens, really.
0: He's banging on Howard Price's door, even though they told him, don't show up here, he's at the lunch. He bangs on the door, and he sets off an alarm.
1: Oh, that's right. And so
0: the security guard's coming up from below, so his only, because at the same time, I'm like, why does he go up? And I watch it, the security guard's coming up from the below floor, so he's like, oh, dude, I can't go down, I need to go up. So he keeps going up into the needle of the Chrysler building, and a fascinating aspect of this movie is that they shot in
1: the Chrysler building. Lots of negotiations. And they ended up, I think, cut a check for 18000 yeah. And they went, oh, okay. Yeah. Which seems not like that much.
0: No. And during that time period, they had so many issues with owners like going into foreclosure. At one point, they had 40% vacancy in that building. So
1: when you see them shooting up there, you're like, it looks awful. Here's my take. Is that... That needle, as cool as it is, you can't put anything in there. If anything, you go storage. It's a
0: historic site, like you
1: know, it is. But have what, some pride. Well, have some pride. Well, I mean, nobody's seeing the inside. You got to keep the outside looking nice. You know. Of course, he runs up and up and, and finds further. In classics like security guard mode, he just goes, "Man, done."
0: Yeah, that security guard, total character actor, acts. Oh, I, you, you see, every, you see
1: this guy in everything. Plays scene. a priest a lot. <laughs> You know? He plays a pl- priest and a cop. And you know what? He's probably
0: 15 years younger than me in this movie. And he looks so <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, man, that guy still acts.
1: It's, like- it's, it, yeah, it's like Robert Loggia <laughs> yeah. syndrome. Where it's like, I, when you're born, you celebrated your 40th exactly. birthday. You know? It's one of those guys. You know? So if Jimmy goes up and it, boom, we go from crime movie yeah. to holy boy, oh boy. Yeah. Because he finds the nest, finds an egg. He goes, what the hell's this all about?
0: Yeah. And then he comes across a desiccated corpse, which I don't understand where it looks like it's been stripped of all... It's just like bones and then some gristle and then... But somehow... <laughs> The, the bracelet. The bracelet,
1: and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. It, no, it is. It's the sunbather, right? Yeah, yeah. that's
0: my assumption. It's yeah, I, I
1: think we see it. Yeah, it's a sunbather. One of those bracelets that can't come off. And I'm like, there's all bracelets come off. Anyway, yeah, he's he sees that, and he he goes to kind of steal it at first. Yeah,
0: I think honestly, he was probably gonna take it to his girlfriend. Uh, I think that's the type uh, of guy who. like yeah, i I found this nice. I yeah, bought this. No, bracelet he's
1: he's it. a scumbag, yeah.
0: Yeah. and he's not scared of heights, but he got really scared because you hear Q go.
1: He gets out of there. Then we get great construction.
0: Repeatedly in this movie, we're going to have these scenes that you're going to describe. We're like, we cut. And that's why I said, if you walk into this movie anytime, you'd miss these small scenes about this giant monster because they're so short. A lot of characterization, but like really short and kind of funny. No,
1: Jason, it would be great because I I think of of Jennifer, your wife, or Jane walking through, going, oh, you're watching a different movie. Yeah. Go, no, this is the same Same movie. movie. This is the magic of Larry Cohen (laughs) is that he wrote a cop noir, monster movie.
0: I read a review and someone said, it reminds me of Godzilla crossed with Mean Streets. I could
1: totally see that. It's so true. And it's great. Now we have some construction guys and they're busting chops. They like take this guy's lunch every day. I mean, I get pranks and stuff, but at the same time, are you going to get as much work out of this guy if you steal his food?
0: Every day. And he's pissed. And and
1: then you go, you know, hey, his wife makes a good sandwich. I'm going to have to stop by someday and tell her. Yeah. Um, I, I just go, I got to get off this crew. I need to get on some other job. This sucks. And so but that, that guy this, gets... This poor guy gets the carrot carrot stick because it, it every time crunch, it's a crunch. crunch, it sounds like a carrot stick. It's, I brought my famous vegetable tray with French onion dip. <laughs> Shepard
0: is at the Natural History Museum.
1: I missed
0: something. How did he make the leap to go and see this Aztec exhibit It's the flayed body. That's the clue that sends him on this path. It took a few
1: viewings for me because I'm like, how does Shepard end up here? And it was when they found the body and they said, he said he was going to go to a museum.
0: That Also, nowhere near where he lives. He flew a thousand miles to this museum. Married guy with kids. Why did he show up and get flayed? And He's in a cult. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. And the curator kind of explains like this has to do with Aztec ritual sacrifice and really... You can't just sacrifice anybody.
1: The person has to be willing to be sacrificed. It's an important point. Yes. Because when we get to the end, it gets to one of my favorite parts of this movie. You have to be willing. You can't go against your will. Yeah. So we get to Quinn and Joan. She has this line. They're fighting. He's hurt because he got hit by a car and he's he's been through all this crap. And she goes, at least you haven't thrown any punches lately. I know. It's like... I don't know. That, that stuff always just makes me kind of uncomfortable. It
0: does. And M- Michael Morarty really- It's just not
1: where I grew up. No, exactly. It, and I know people, nobody should grow up. No. Nobody should be in a situation where it's like, that's okay. Then she does. She plays. I feel like she plays that character. She's tough. She's, she's tough. A, she's a tough
0: cookie. And she's going to change this man.
1: Yeah. And, and he
0: even says that he, she thinks she sh- that she's going to change me. That's why she's with me. And he says, like, shut up and get me a drink. I mean, he's really-
1: Yeah. A- Use of towards her just everything about there's nothing healthy about this yeah i just you know he tells her about the
0: body he found
1: she's gonna make him food and he's like no eggs no (laughs) eggs (laughs) he saw that giant egg the information he's consumed
0: Um, it's going through his mind what am i going to do with this information
1: okay what how do we compare the egg what what is the egg the size of it's bigger than a coffee table it's a giant egg that's probably about three feet high Right? Would it, you say three feet? Yeah,
0: I would say like a good sized chair uh, that you'd have. in You
1: can't career. see the table we're at, yeah. but it's like about yes. this. It's like so about three feet high, four feet wide. Yeah, something it, that Mark came in. Yeah, there you go, Mark <laughs> and Mindy, go back and look at that. No, I'm serious. It, it's about that big. So, and then you hear what's coming, and you go, "Whatever is keeping this warm, it's got to be a lot bigger." It's huh? gonna be. A... <laughs> so I, I totally get it, but. He's Jimmy Quinn. He's Jimmy Quinn. He's, he's a scumbag.
0: And he wants a drink, which is a good time for us to take another drink. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cheers to that. And I know Quetzalcoatl, this thing, isn't a cryptid, but I'm sure there's flying cryptids
1: somewhere. <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, you have the Mothman, you know, sure. the Point th- Pleasant, yeah. th- Thunderbird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of right. those around, dude. Absolutely. This beer is. Oh,
0: it's nice, but man, boozy. Boozy. I'm,
1: okay <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I mean, no, I'm I'm here for it. If you give me just a really nice steak and a baked potato, don't smoke anymore. But I might have a cigar with this. Like this is a sipping. It's a sipping beer. It's a sipping beer. This is not like open a can and start like putting it down. Yeah. If I saw you doing that, I would do one of two things. I would avoid you for the rest of the day <laughs> <laughs> because I go, that person is going down a deep, dark path. <laughs> or I would slap you and take the beer away from you and say, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. This thing though, as it warms up, I mean, the smell alone is just deep and yeah. ca- it's cantankerous. It is chocolate, chocolate, It'd leathery. Like,
0: like I said, chocolate souffle.
1: Ooh, it would be I, a dessert beer. It would. You could yeah. go dessert. Oh yeah, with At- this, Absolutely cheesecake. And it's it oh I love cheesecake so that's often my default cake.
0: And this is also a beer for people who, you know, there's some people who like spirits and they're not big beer fans. This would be a crossover cuz it doesn't have that hoppy or bite behind it. It's just like it is a it's, it, oh, it's a no, boozy beer. You're <laughs>
1: absolutely right and it's one of the things I kind of it's it's fun it being like into beer and when you come across somebody who says like i'm not really into beer i'm into spears i for one believe there's a beer for everybody oh yeah but yeah thank you ogopogo we had such a nice time and again look it up q there's a band associated with it the one and only people mover the can is really lovely it's it's like bigfoot where's waldo with Bigfoot. exactly walking (laughs) walking through a forest in autumn perfect cut to the uh,
0: the second Ritualistic sacrifice. And this time you see the person just laying there nonchalantly allowing this to take place.
1: Costume is this great, like, Oh, Quetzalcoatl, we (laughs) we sacrifice to thee. And it's just feathers and this big mask. And I don't know if it's accurate at all.
0: The Aztec Priest is played by a a longtime character actor named Shelley Desai. And I'm a big Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan. And he (gasps) plays... Wang,
1: mashing Charlie, it. Franks, mashing <laughs> it. Superintendent. That's who it is. I knew. I knew that face. <laughs> he's really mashing it, right? Yeah, he
0: plays like the building superintendent they live in, and so it's great to see him as a very young man. But like, still, like, you look it was like, oh, that's him. Still,
1: this day, <laughs> really young man. My foot, the dude looks like he's forty. In well, that. like, let's
0: say, like, was forty-two, fifty-two, sixty-two. Yeah,
1: he's probably forty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, because I... I I was like I know this dude I know this dude and I didn't go look it up because I was looking up other things and then oh that's it she's really mashing it
0: (laughs) the gang solves her beef I think it's a Thanksgiving episode yes
1: (laughs) oh my god that's oh good pull on that Uh, one buddy because I kept thinking Peter Lorre. Yeah, like, oh, yeah
0: totally Peter Lorre look. Totally. Yeah.
1: just the, uh, go, the the googly eyes, the eyes that kind of bug yeah. out a little bit. He
0: also did the voice. He was the voice on Where in the World is
1: Carmen Diego.
0: I mean, like you look him up, like he's acted for a, like a long time.
1: So after he does that, Paul and they discover the body yeah. and the heart's been cut out. Ritualistically. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul, I kind of like how he goes, all we have to do today is take the wafer and drink the wine. And that's civilized. Like the body and the blood of Christ That's is what, what you're supposed to be ingesting at that time.
0: I think even Cohen in this movie is having a, like if you listen to a lot of discussion, it is about gods and what makes oh. God and why we have them. Like there is like this subtext to this movie that you can get really deep in. I totally agree with you. We could grab our tweed jackets and, 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 and
1: it, start. And it's sort of the <laughs> juxtaposition. It's saying like, oh, ours is civilized, yeah. but what are you doing? Because you're, you're you're making fun of these guys because they're doing this, but you know we take the wafer and drink the yeah. wine. I grew up Catholic and it's like what you're doing in that moment, you're ingesting the flesh and drinking the blood, you know, it's kind of playing off that, I think, and sort of going, really, are you really that much better? (laughs) It's Larry Cohen. He writes on a deeper level than people think. It's not just boobs. That'll be the name of our book. (laughs) It's not just just boobs, boobs, The beer and B movies podcast. (laughs) And Paul has another line because Shepard is telling his story about what he's been investigating, yeah. and Paul goes, I don't trust the curator or anyone else. I think they're freaks, and one is our guy. The guy who, who works at the museum is a freak? And, and we get the commissioner who, again, has this like strong Irish accent. He's Irish. You can look this guy up. He had Frank a
0: McCourt's brother, Angel's Ashes. I'm looking at the book right now. Yes, <laughs> I do have it. Yeah, it's on, it's on, it's on your bookshelf. <laughs> It's his brother.
1: <laughs> Interesting, colorful life this guy's had. Yeah, absolutely. And he's still around.
0: Ran I think ran for a Green Party governor of New York just like yep. like maybe ten years ago or something o- like that. Owned a
1: pub at yeah. one point. And just a whole bunch of things going on there. Yeah. Super fun. So, this is where Shepherd meets with the X Files guy.
0: Yeah, the professor from Columbia University. You know, you're at a university because we are having a deep discussion as they walk through Columbia University grounds.
1: <laughs> yeah, and people are studying everywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, and this is another actor. Like, there's so many little actors where, like, this actor, I think his name is Larry Pine, he's like a Wes Anderson now act. Like, he's all in Wes Anderson's movies. You don't know much more about that, but the vibe, once again, where I'm thinking, Man, professors? Like in the seventies, they always seem to have making a bank. We got that professor in King,
1: Hell yeah, man, Kingdom of yeah, the Spiders. Yeah. Like,
0: yes, shit, have money, dress around. nice.
1: Why didn't I get in on that <laughs> racket? Quinn's been found. Doyle and Webb, these two crooks, right out of Central Casting. Oh, yeah, for low life crooks, oh, yeah. they find them. They're like, dude, we know you have this stuff, and he's, I don't, don't I they don't kick, have it. Kick
0: the door down. That lock doesn't look like it would hold. Like if someone pushing against it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> And they do this whole chase thing. And this is weird because Quinn sneaks out of the apartment, goes down, and there's this really odd jazz song playing. I thought Quinn was singing it. And after
0: several minutes, I'm like, no, that's the
1: soundtrack. It is the most, <laughs> I mean, Jason completely divorced from anything else we've heard in the movie. It is just an odd jazz kind of yeah. scat song. But of course, Quinn gets caught because yeah. he's a sucker. Yeah. And they catch him, and they go, dude, you better have the stuff. And he goes, whoa, I've got an idea. This guy is slippery. And he goes, I'll take you. Where does he take him? He takes
0: him to the Chrysler building. His hope, the whole time,
1: it has to be his
0: intent, is to bring him all the way up to that nest, and hopefully the creature's there, and it's going to eat them.
1: He's thinking that in advance. And in fact, when they do get there... The one thing he does that makes him sort of decent... Is when they get up there, the security, same security guard, this yeah. this poor guy, they beat him. He, he stops does. them. He he goes, Hey, 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 he's knocked out. It's 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 like the only decent thing this guy's done.
0: And at that point, I thought he was gonna turn and say, Okay, he's doing this decent. I know these guys these guys are gonna kill him. If they don't find the stuff, they're gonna kill him. So they're gonna like,
1: throw him right out of that needle.
0: So it's it's his life versus them. So I understand the reason why he sends them up there to the birds. But when the birds are chewing on these guys, he's actually chanting, Eat him! Yeah. yeah like he gets into it and i'm like oh my
1: gosh like he's- well and this brings me to a question i have jason because later he brings up he's like why didn't the thing come down and get me yeah. do you think that he might be somewhat being controlled by this power you know you have the people sacrificing yeah. to make this come into being do you think somehow he's caught up in that where it's like bring me food yeah. i don't know yeah. Kind of just came to me. Possibility? Could that be? I, I think because he does, went, he gets really excited yeah. about them being eaten.
0: I think it, the reason he doesn't is that he won't go. Once he went up to that nest one time, he's not gonna go back up there unless something's dead or his great idea of
1: dropping a circus tarp over the top. Of Boy, he's time. obsessed with the canvas. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, <laughs> that bit went on for a while. <laughs> it's in my notes. He just went on and on about to drop the canvas. And I go, in theory, that's an idea, but
0: okay, how is that going to work?
1: Execute this. Yeah. How are you doing this? So you get a circus tent and you drop it over the Chrysler You have building. to have
0: several helicopters, like drop it over at the same... four I don't know.
1: I've been trying to find out. I cannot find out who this actor is. He's not in the credits. But this dude who's watching a woman do push-ups... And he he sounds like Bill Hader.
0: Well, see, I thought it sounded like David Leisure. And I looked it up and was like, did Joe Isuzu do this role? No, you're right. He's not in the credits.
1: No. At all. They name him. He's just watching a woman do push-ups and he's counting. He's like... 58, 59. Oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm glad you brought me up here to watch. Like He's just so bored, so ennui. He's surrounded by beautiful women and he's really honked off that one of them's doing push ups. So he goes to jump in the pool. But no, I've done so much yeah. searching to try to find out. I don't know what, if he was wanted. Yeah. Maybe he's <laughs> like, I'll do this for you, Larry Cohen, but you can't put me in the credits because I'm wanted. Yeah,
0: Larry Cohen was working on I, the Jury, the Mickey Spillane update, the 19th, with like, I think Armand Asande ends up playing yeah. Mike Hammer.
1: Uh, by the way, the best Mike Hammer was in our
0: episode yes, 50. Yes, of course. Kiss Me Death, Ralph Meeker. Hammer. He wrote the screenplay for this update, gets fired, told to like vacate the, the hotel that all the production crew is staying on. And so he's in New York and he comes up with this idea really fast. And if you look, there's a lot of people who worked on either jury who have
1: like bit parts in this movie because oh. he
0: starts filming like as fast as possible. This guy's
1: great. And he has dialogue and he gets got, you should be in the credits for yeah. that. So anyway, yeah. th- he jumps in the water and he gets got, everybody yeah. sees him. And then Quinn gets picked up. This is where it kind of goes from like crossing over to like, oh, because he's getting hauled in. Powell is giving him the hard sell. And then Shepard comes in And their chief is like, dude, people are seeing, because after it catches the pool guy, everyone's like, dude, we see the thing. 43 witnesses are like, it's a giant bird monster. They've been getting some witnesses, people saying, we see this giant bird. And Shepard goes, ah, it's time for you to see my report. He goes, here it is. It's uh, being prayed into existence. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about?
0: that's the point and you can miss it several times where he says I believe it's being prayed back into his existence Yeah, that the ritualistic murders and this are connected but his report he hands like a Pentex binder it's a giant giant binder read the report one sheet of paper it's (laughs) Read the report. And no one wants to read this report. No. Like, I feel bad for Shepard. It looks like he spent a lot of time writing this, and no one wants he's to at read home it. He's that whole typing,
1: you know, back in the yeah. day when you were typing, you had to go back and, like, white out, out yeah. and stuff, you know. <laughs> and meanwhile, Quinn is w- listening to this, and he's going, oh, they're talking about the thing I know about. I yeah. know how to leverage things. I know when I have an angle. Yeah. It's all about the angle with this guy.
0: Yeah. He goes, I could be the most important person in New York City. He's also the sleaziest. Yeah, he is. And his last name, Quinn, starts with a Q, so. It's true. (laughs) But uh, Joan comes in to talk to him. He ends up telling her about the two thugs that are dead. And that he doesn't really believe that he's responsible because he personally didn't kill them. It's just that they climbed up into the nest that he led them to. Jason. (laughs) He's trying to morally make excuses for himself. (laughs) And she's
1: had it. She goes, you know, more people are going to get killed. And he's like, it won't be my fault. It'll be theirs for not giving me what I want. Yeah. He's like,
0: all my life I've been a nobody. I'm not going
1: to give this up. Like, yeah. I have a
0: chance, even for a minute, yeah.
1: to be somebody. They actually mention at that point that Q is it's getting bigger, starting to get really big. Cast big shadows. Actually, that's one of the things I really like. It's not just the stop motion. Yeah. They have shadows across. You see shadows on bridges as this thing's flying around. There's some really cool shadow work. Yeah. Quinn does say, he's like, we... Get a hold of them. Uh, I have something to say. The big meeting.
0: There's a meeting. I love it because David Carradine's drawing a picture of the bird. <laughs> and he's really drawing it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe he has a little talent. <laughs> it,
1: I don't know. I, I mean, it, it honestly looks like I drew it and I have no talent for so drawing things. This meeting and
0: Michael Moriarty,
1: his speech that he gives there,
0: this is really good dialogue. It's amazing. And, and he does a good job of basically saying like, listen, like I've been, you know, crapped on my whole entire life i'm gonna take this moment you guys are all educated you're with your suit and he goes it's so well
1: done and and powell wants to just beat him up yeah and he he goes get that guy out of here i don't want that guy anywhere He's, he's like it was a cop like him and that's where he says he's like a cop like him set me up he's like the first time the first time they you guys set me up you guys owe me one i don't want to say i feel sympathy for the guy where we all start at square one This guy started like, seems like he probably started square negative
0: 10. He doesn't even bring his lawyer inside the room to help negotiate, which is because he thinks that he could do this and he makes a mistake. And so he lays down his demands. He's like, I'll lead you directly to the bird. Yes. One, for a million dollars and all like
1: publishing rights,
0: everything. Which is actually
1: weirdly like- Smart, yeah, impression, you yeah. know, to say, I, I, you know, all rights to pictures, video, whatever,
0: and all future, like, if any, like, any crime that I've committed now or in the future, like, uh, just like a, a blanket pardon. If his lawyer, Howard Price, was in there, who comes in and ends up helping him sign and everything, like that, was there, he would say, well, well, let's make some caveats. Let's say you lead him up to the monster and it's not there. At least we've shown you the building, like, this one yeah. all still stands, but they write up exactly what he asked for. And they sign it. And before they can finish, because it's going to take about, what, 20 minutes to get this document? Uh, the money. The, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, we'll get it signed. Get, have the money.
0: <laughs> Shepard is going to say, let me take you to coffee. And uh, Quinn's like, let me buy you coffee.
1: Because now he's a big man. He just high-hatted everybody in that room. Even Powell almost goes for him. And he goes, I'm pissing all over you. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, this is his moment in the sun. And he chooses to be a jerk. And you
0: know? Sh- Shepard ends up talk to him and try to befriend him, a little police psychology. Oddly enough, Quinn almost reveals everything to him.
1: Do you think so? I don't think Quinn was really, because...
0: I think Quinn was going to lead him in the wrong direction. I, I think he's just saying that. I
1: think he was going to set him up and then go, what do you think yeah. I am, a jerk?
0: But it's funny, Rupert Murdoch's mentioned that scene.
1: He totally is. He <laughs> totally is. He, yeah, bring him down, because the paparazzi comes yeah. in, and he's like, no, no, let him come in. Get him, bring him down, this is my time. You know. Yeah. Michael Moriarty, I just can't say enough about his, yeah. his performance in this. It's so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And Powell comes in, and that's when he, he says, give me five minutes with, with her, it's like it's hacking him as masculine and and that's when Quinn is makes it out like, Oh, I was just about to tell him stuff, but now that you're here, I'm not. Yeah. So I don't think he was ever really gonna give it up. He's mm-hmm. not stupid. He's mm-hmm. dumb, but he's not stupid, if yeah. you know what I mean. Shepard's like, you know, what about Joan? And he's like,
0: honestly, you should kick me out. I'm gonna take care of myself now. And he really is like, Oh my gosh, like and she
1: can go <laughs> shake her tambourine <laughs> <That's> elsewhere. Like- <laughs> I think he said that <laughs> He's got some great lines. Because
0: he's a big man now. He's got you know, a yeah. million dollars, yeah. and his face is going to be everywhere. And he's know?
1: got an idea to take canvas, throw it over the yeah. top of the Chrysler building, a canvas. So it'll keep the bird in there. Yeah.
0: I don't think that would keep a bird in there.
1: Not this bird. I mean, it might slow it down. that That's what I was say. Because you're a feathered
0: going, serpent. Even when you see this thing, it's truly not a bird. It looks more like a teardrop. It's, it's a reptile. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't think they had the money to do the feathers, That's my take. Yeah.
0: So there's a SWAT team. They're heading to the Chrysler Building. Documents have been drafted. This is a great scene because as they're climbing up, one of the police grabs a beer, which is a good time for us to grab, like, finish up some more beer. There's,
1: there's <laughs> a cop in the freaking Chrysler Building drinking a beer. <laughs> Cheers! <I laughs> mean, he almost looks
0: cr- like he's shotgunning it before he's, he's going drinking up there. a Budweiser.
1: <laughs> so you you haul a Budweiser up Did the Chrysler place?
0: Building because yeah. <laughs> you're
1: like, man, I didn't. I know- might
0: not come back from this
1: monster fighting. <laughs> Did you know? You want a little more? Yeah? Yeah, no,
0: go with me a
1: little more. A little, a little. No, the the cop who stashed a beer, I want to be by that guy. And also, I don't know if you knew this, one of the cops is Ron Say, baseball player. He played for the LA Dodgers in the 70s. He played the Penguin. And he played for the Cubs. Ron freaking Say. Say is one of the cops. How did he get in that movie? He just—I don't know—he just got some roles. I because I saw it and I went, Ron say. Wait, is there another Ron say? And I went, nope, it's him. He did a little bit of acting. He's was it no. during
0: the Steve Garvey time period. Yeah, because that's because the yeah. one was the
1: seventies. The yeah. Okay, yeah, they called him the Penguin. He was an infielder, but yeah, they called him the Penguin yeah. because of the way he ran. I knew him more because you know, growing up too yeah. young for the seventies, yeah. but he was a, he went on the Cubs. Yeah. Looking back, you go, holy crap. They had this amazing team in the 70s, and it was like they just ran up against Cincinnati Reds, which is one of the greatest teams of all time, the big red machine. It was like they just couldn't get over the hump. Anyway. And they just fully open
0: up automatic weapons on this egg. The bird's not
1: there. (laughs) And that's a big thing. They force Quinn up, just like the gangsters. They're like, hey, get up there. you got to earn your money. He's like, why are you shoving me around? They give him a gun. He's like, why is everyone giving me a gun? I don't want a gun. You know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Michael Moriarty's acting seems so natural. He lives that character.
1: If I met him, I mean, it's 40 years later, he'd be a different guy. I'd go, ah, you sleazy lowlife. And I go, oh, you're just an actor. You're a nice guy who lives in Canada now.
0: So when they come down, everybody seems happy. But Shepard like messes with Quinn. He's like, listen, Uh, we're going to ask for that money back. We're going to charge you. And he's like, what? He's like, the bird wasn't there. He's, that's oh, what the statement
1: you signed said yeah the bird and might have to go after that immunity exactly
0: and they refers to him as charlie christian who is like i think a jazz <laughs> he wasn't a jazz pianist i think he was a jazz like guitarist something like that but i thought he was just messing with it, it turns out it's true totally <laughs> he, true his lawyer howard price gave the money back
1: <laughs> hunter yeah the whole thing and then meanwhile powell and a mime <laughs> And such uh, an undercover, and I love that the mime is doing mime things. And they go, "How much did you make?" When he gets in the car, he goes, "How much did you make?" And he's like, "He's like, didn't do too good." He's like, "I think the bird, the (laughs) the bird really screwed everything up because they're watching. This is where you hear casa. They're talking about casa because they're staking out the museum, waiting for the next ritual murder." Not sure how they know it's...
0: They're just looking for someone who seems out of place leading another person around with like a medical bag because they know the person has surgery skills.
1: Yes. That's their sole clue. Jason, if you go back and listen, they say Casa. Okay. So
0: somehow they got onto him. It's a good police work.
1: On my part, because i watched the movie several times, they show an aerial view. It's the Q cam, as you call it. But they do... And I think it's really cool. There's a bridge and you see the shadow of the bird on the bridge. So not a huge budget. No, not Some all. Some good work, though. Yeah. But also, I would say, you're flying over that bridge. Wouldn't everybody see that thing? Yeah. Well, go? I think
0: at this time, everybody knows the bird's flying around.
1: Even though they don't and talk they, about it And, and, load, and they like, don't care. Because it's in the newspaper. It's New York. It's New, New York. York. They, they're like, like eh. yeah, there's a giant bird flying around. What, what are you, you going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? What are you going to do about it? You know? <laughs> I still got to go to work. And this is the first time you see a guy calmly
0: taking off his clothes and laying down. And Costa even asked, is it cold? Are you uncomfortable? He's like, it's, it's a little cold. He's like, don't worry, that will change. So you see these people giving themselves to this. And so the whole time I'm thinking, there needed to be another subplot where there is this overall like cult that is waiting for this time period that are slowly, they they come to New York to, to bring this about, but that yeah. doesn't get disgust. That could be like Q2. That sacrifice, the police show up, try to stop it. And this is also where you see the sacrifice victim stands up and he's like, no, no. And the cop just shoots him. He's like, did you see that guy? He came right at me. <laughs> came it's, right at me.
1: It's such a weird cut. I'm glad you said Because they just cut to just a, a one shot yeah. right on you. And the guy goes, he was coming for me. Yeah. He was coming for me.
0: Yeah. It's like that South Park episode with the honey.
1: Speaking of coming for you, yeah. this, this is this beer... Ogo pogo, thank you. As it warms a little bit, it like gives you so much more. This thing's, It's chewy. You could almost drink this with a fork. You could get over your skis. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this would be camping beer. Okay, we're going to throw some meat over the fire. Have yeah. a couple of these going. Be like, well, I guess we get up tomorrow when we get up and go for a hike. I'm trying to see if there's any other Bigfoots hidden somewhere in this picture on the bottle. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I never thought about that. Other cryptids. Well, we we should meet out there sometime because well, it's a cool spot.
0: Yeah, interesting enough, like we had this little civic engagement at the city that they do every year as a fundraiser for the chamber, and they were there and they had another good beer. It was our favorite. I had two of them.
1: <laughs> you were telling me about that. It was like a pastry sour.
0: Yeah, it was de- it was delicious. It was he- honestly the best beer out out of that whole thing. Like I went back for had a second one.
1: He gave me a couple of beers and one of them, and and I posted this on our Instagram, it was a, a cryptid, it was some, a cat, it was a weird cat that would come, it would go out in the desert and break open, I think cactus, and then when the cactus would ferment, it would come back and drink the fermented stuff basically get loaded. And I know and I went I want to be that cryptid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I go out and make booze, come back and drink it. That's the cryptid I want to be. I don't want to be living in the bottom of no damn lake. <laughs> and I'm not even a desert guy, but if I can go out and ferment some stuff, make booze and then drink it, that that's a my
0: very interesting cryptid. It, it
1: was. <laughs> <laughs> look it up it's on our instagram i wish i could remember it off the top of my head but yeah it's pretty funny what i love though is powell ends up getting it after they stop the murder of the guy yeah then powell gets murdered it just comes and grabs him and throws him off a building yeah (laughs) i felt bad and the mom
0: gets it next
1: (laughs) well i figured that that one
0: character isn't that the mom without his makeup on back in a police uniform
1: Oh, I thought you said the mime got killed. No, no. Later. Oh, on. oh later. Okay. Later. Oh, he's back in oh, regular oh. street. You know, police gear. Sorry. Yeah. Forget that. No, because yeah. The, no, the mime. Yeah, the mime end up, ends up getting it.
0: Yeah. After pow, like they have another shootout, and this time it's very much Godzilla. Like they're just filling
1: and terrible choices. Like, dude. I'm not getting out in that basket. No. They, they just have these weird baskets hanging off. <laughs> the, Chrysler, the, the Chrysler building. Yeah, and, and they're like, yeah, here you go. When this gigantic bird comes, shoot it. It's literally a bait on a,
0: on a fishing pole is what that basket was.
1: So stupid. <laughs> it, it's such a bad idea. i I'd go, no, I, I've resigned. Here's yeah. my badge, man. I want to be the guy in the needle. Yeah. I want to be the guy in the needle next to the ladder. Not the guy on the outside of the basket. Oh, no. So, yeah, no, it's it's pretty great, though, because they're just shooting. And there's, there's like, David Carradine does some interesting acting, like, like bringing odd, un- awkward humor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's the only way I can describe it. I enjoy it, but it is strange. It's like, okay, you're not a comedy actor, Ugh. but you have an odd way of bringing comedy to this thing, because there are strange things that he does
0: we know his dad from our B movie watching who is all in the B movie horror movies and then i think david kind of took that over for his dad i don't think david Carradine turned down the role <laughs>
1: No, no. It's kind of like Billy Bob Thornton before that. It's just everything that came. He's like, yeah, I'll I'll be there. And that's kind of what his dad did. But his dad, like, when asked, like, why do you take these roles? And, like,
0: his dad supported, like, a Shakespeare company. And he said, I take these roles so I can pay for this.
1: Yeah. No, there there are a lot of actors that will do that. They, they, like, fund, you know, little little theater troops.
0: But yeah, the whole time David Carradine's character, Shepard, there's always a smirk to him, like, oh, like, yeah. He's just like, this is a ridiculous movie.
1: <laughs> I know, but it, it's so much fun. It's it's so great. So dude, they end up they shoot the yeah. hell out of this bird. It does a little like whoop pokes its head in and he goes, ah almost gets Shepherd. Almost gets Shepherd. And then they end up killing it. Yeah. And it falls in another building. And it's like, oh man, that's that's the end of that.
0: You're assuming that this is dead, they're gone, they solved everything. End of the movie.
1: Here yep. come the credits. Yeah. Wait, yep. hold on. There's Jimmy Quinn sitting in bed laughing. I'm assuming reading about the bird. And he's laughing at his own dumb luck. Because he says, I
0: saved you all. He looks like I saved you
1: all. Yeah, and he goes, (laughs) you said he owes me something. It saved all of you. And he's
0: at like a a flop house. He's not at his, because his girlfriend Joan kicked him
1: out. And It was really funny, the the surprise he had on his face. I'm like, you can't be surprised.
0: Because she said, when you're a big man and acted like you're a big man, she goes, I really saw you. And that's not a person I want to be with.
1: Exactly. So he's sitting in a flop house, he's reading, and there's a knock at the door and he's like, "What the hell?" And it's Casa. And this is one of my, I this might be my favorite part of the movie. Casa comes in and goes, "Hey man, you pretty much screwed up the last yeah. sacrifice. So what I need you to do is I'm going to kill you, but I, you can't can't kill an unwilling person, Jason.
0: You have to you have to say the prayer with me and give yourself to me." And Jimmy Quinn, you already know him. He's a character. He's <laughs> never gonna do this.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you want me to pray?" He's yeah. like, "I didn't pray when I was I used to go to church." Pee on your prayers. Priest told me to pray. I didn't pray. Cops told me to pray. I ain't. I ain't praying. I ain't. And the look on Casa's face is great because he he's sort of like, "What? Seriously? You're not gonna do this for me?" Holy crap! And he's like, "I." I don't know what to do after this. I'm yeah. threatening. He's got a knife to his throat and he's like, you got to do this. And he's like, no, I ain't praying. I ain't doing your praying. <laughs>
0: and then Shepard's been following them. Shepard kicks in the door without J- even asking, not saying anything. Not even announcing that he's a police. <laughs>
1: kicks the door and starts firing away. Just <laughs> shooting a guy in the back. <laughs> what's, what's great, Jason, he's like, oh, we going around. I've been to New York once. Know a little bit about it. Figure there's a lot of flop outs. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How he nailed that one at that so time. So quickly, right in the right really, time. really, really good. So yeah, no, he, he shoots the guy and he's like, and he and, and Quinn are like buddies now, I guess, because yeah. he's like, ha hey. And, and then it's like a, an airplane moment, yeah. you know, from the movie Airplane, where Casa
0: gets up. It's like the double tap in horror movies where like he jumps up and he shoots him. But that's not it, because he jumps up a third time.
1: He does it and like three board. or four times. And even this guy does not die easily no. is the quote that, that Shepard has, and he does it in this like kind of sard, you know, you know, sardonic kind of funny way. He says, this guy does not die easily, <laughs> and he and Quinn walk out, and Quinn's and he goes, "I'm gonna take you back to your girls," and he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going for her. Next time I see her, I'm gonna have a job." Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's like, "I gotta get a real piano job." Basically, saying, "You know what? I now know my true love." It's like the noir straight. movies. I need to go legit.
1: I got to go straight. Yeah. I, I really do. And he's like, you know, I'm I'm pretty good. And, and Shepard throws back the line. What the F do you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, exactly. He's exactly. Like, what I know is, you know, I, I'm not scared anymore. Yeah. And then Shepard, the police officer who just shot a guy to death, walks away from the scene.
0: But he does a little end joke. He puts that little, like, clean room service handle uh, on the door. Oh,
1: thank you so much, room <laughs> service. You're going to come in and. Find a dead body. So now you think, oh, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, here <laughs> right. we're done. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. We we come in. Oh, we're in some old decrepit building. Another Q can. There's cam another Q mess. egg, and it cracks open. And there was no sequel. That's it. Kind of a drag. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we make that sequel. Yeah. That
0: was a that was a good movie. It, it's a total B movie schlock. It has great actors. Michael Moriarty, like I said, brings brings that script the whole
1: movie up like levels it up i'm somewhat offended about the word schlock you know (laughs) i I mean no because i do i I think that this is like a good movie it really is i mean you can you can talk about you know the the effects for the you know nowadays whatever but it's like it's it's just it's a clever movie and the characters are interesting it's it's got its faults yeah but it's it's really clever it you is. Know? Larry Cohen nails a bunch of things of this.
0: I know we like look at now, we have all the CGI, but we're like in 82, and you have David Allen and Randall Williams, who Randall Williams went on and got like three Oscars for Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like They did that cue monster.
1: Yeah, you know? and, and, and what I always say is I, I go, you know what? You, you try to do in that.
0: It's difficult.
1: <laughs> I I never did it, but I know people when I was in film school. Who, who worked on like stop and they went stop motion. And there, there, I remember specifically one guy went, he was doing a project and he went, if I had to do it over again, he's like, I don't think I would have done this. He's like, it is hard. Would you recommend this movie?
0: Absolutely. First of all, it is fast paced. Like it starts and it's pretty
1: relentless. Again, ni- I think like 91 or 92 yeah, minutes.
0: And it's, it's constant. Like there is no slow. There, there's one or two scenes like, Oh, you could probably do without them. But those scenes are just like themselves, just like minutes. And it's full of actors and actresses that you thoroughly enjoy watching.
1: Everybody um, seems committed to this. Exactly, movie. like like Richard Roundtree. Yeah. It's like like Richard Roundtree is a presence <laughs> in this movie, and he's sort of like you know a secondary you know character. No, everybody seems invested in this. You were saying you know David Carradine with yeah. like kind of his yeah. like rye little like almost. But I wink. think that's
0: the detective he's supposed to play. I, I
1: think he was still. Uh, I, if if he was alive, if you could talk to him now, I I think I would like to think he he'd go. That was a hell of a lot of fun yeah. to make.
0: He reminds me, like the detective who went and got a philosophy degree, and then he decided to go to police work. You know? I, yeah, <laughs> I, I I
1: really think he he'd say I I had, I had a great time making yeah. that movie. Because I think
0: he, I think him and Larry Cohen were friends or something like that. Like Larry Cohen has a story. I think how they met. Like I mean, they knew each other for a long time. Larry, Larry I think Cohen. in the military they met each other in the oh, military service. Oh, okay. So something All like right. that. Yeah. Look it up. Could be wrong, but I think I think I'm right. <laughs>
1: uh, but I absolutely recommend it. It's your choice. What do you think? Hundred uh, percent. You know, I'm not I'm not going to waste any more yeah. time. You know, saying it, things we've already said. I, I I think this is a I think this is a good movie. The movie poster. Boris Vallejo did the movie poster. When I was a kid, <laughs> that's the thing I saw. I didn't see it when it came yeah. out, and I saw that, and I went, "Holy crap! I got to see it because." I, I will say that the movie poster makes it a little more grandiose, Yeah, which that was a thing. Of course. Like, you know. You
0: got to sell it. That's your marketing right there.
1: <laughs> um, what about Q? Oh. Q, this barrel-aged stout. Ogopogo, thank you. Delicious. This beer is nuts. Yeah. This beer is so good. Yeah, it is. It's
0: not something you would to drink a lot of <laughs> in a short period no. of time.
1: <laughs> Just like Q, <laughs> yeah. The Wing Serpent, don't mess around with this. Yeah. <laughs> this, this beer this beer will pick you up and drop you off a building <laughs> no, but it's delicious and and I, yeah ogo Pogo, you guys are great, thank you so much and they've got i mean you've had other beers of theirs I have I've had a bunch of their stuff yeah. they're really really kicking out some serious jams yeah. right now it's they're doing some great beers so and i'm always anytime i'm I'm out in the san beer. Gabriel valley oh <laughs> yeah, and actually they're celebrating. An anniversary coming up.
0: Huh? excellent. From the
1: time we recorded yeah. this. I'm, They're doing great
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the way you want to support.
1: I think that about wraps this
0: one up. So do I. This is B&B Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael.